Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody, the project management podcast. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm here with uh, the globetrotting John Patton. John. Pete, nice to see you. It's been, it seems like months since we have had this well, uh, uh, conversation. Maybe it's close to months. Uh, it seems like only a month ago you and I were talking, and then I set on, out on a trip that took me around the world. You sure did. Uh, now, we, one of your major stops was uh, the uh, uh, PMI Global Congress EMEA. Yeah, in, in Dublin, Dublin. Yeah, and uh, and you posted, uh, you, you you sent us a dispatch. Uh, it seems like by a note in a bottle. We posted to the website your initial thoughts as you were leaving. I think they were written on a plane. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and now that you've had a chance to digest, we're going to do our recap. Well, I, I'd just like to do uh, something on my impressions. I on this one, I uh, focused on uh, anything I could on program management. Uh, uh, I, I think it is uh, very much um, a developing and changing domain within this, these three disciplines of project management, portfolio program and project management. Well, uh, I, I have to ask. I mean, you say you have you focused on di- on finding everything from on oh, program yeah. management. Do you get the feeling that that was the the focus of, uh, a main focus of Congress? Is is the is the industry it, focused there, or was this just well? It was certainly drive? one of them uh, for the Congress. There were many other topics covered, uh, and um, uh, some of the people that I would normally see uh, say on risk management had uh, already covered uh, risk at the program level one or two years ago, but. Uh, I, I just have an ongoing interest in um, program management as the answer to complexity when straight project management is reaching its limits due to the complexity of the application. Right, right. And uh, so uh, I, I, w- with that context of dealing with complexity, uh, I wanted to attend as many sessions as I could on program management. Uh, and and I, w- I came away very satisfied uh, uh, I, I had seen some of the speakers before, knew them, knew that they uh, did good work, and and were really interested in gathering their perspective. Sure. Now, now, how did uh, how did these uh, speakers generally fare? I know you wanted to walk through a couple of the key mm-hmm. um, uh, the key presentations. Well, they were uh, highly attended, uh, and uh, and uh, in some cases there was fairly spirited give and take during. Uh, their presentation or at the end. Uh, one of the signs of a, a changing aspect of the profession is that you have multiple sorts of perspectives in there. And so the discussions from people was uh, were, were uh, very interesting and that is a wonderful compliment to the presentation. Absolutely, uh, it so. seems like when there is that much discussion, the it, it hasn't it, the domain has not yet reached foundational. It's yeah. unsettled, and that's right. when it's most fun to be a part of the it's conversation. It's fascinating sure. to watch things changing. Right. So I'm I'm uh, I want to talk about three or four of the presentations, Pete, and uh, not recap the presentations, but sort of mention one or two. Um, insights from each that I came away with. Perfect. So, uh, thank you, Pete. The, the first one is business change management um, within programs, and the speaker was Omar uh, Zain uh, out of the UK. I have um, um, uh, attended his presentations on 
uh, program management before, uh, always well prepared. And this one, just one of the things, you, you know, you, you talk about things over time, and then all of a sudden it crystallizes in something a person says. And, and here, one of the things on program management, just shorter, tighter definition, it's an administrative vehicle for bringing about complex change. So the change itself is brought about by the projects within the program. But you've got to have a program management team, which is an administrative unit, which is doing uh, benefits, identification, tracking, realization, launching uh, uh, projects to continue bringing about change until the benefits are realized. You know, and this, this, the, these words, an administrative vehicle for bringing about change. Is, is the key thing. And I added this complexity in there because I've always viewed uh, uh, programs as, um, as uh, a structure for managing complex change. Right. Uh, and, and then there's a, a, a newer sort of perspective from Michelle Thierry um, um, who, who says, and uncertainty. When there's a high degree of uncertainty, he's doing investigation and, and consulting on uh, when there's a highly uncertain environment using program management through a series of successive decision making uh, during the project uh, to, uh, to deal with complex change or, or uncertainty. Uh, now, the other aspect of, uh, of Omar uh, Zain's presentation was uh, if, if we have this role in a program of business change managers or transition managers, when we're transitioning the change into the operating organization, he emphasized very, very strongly that the business change manager come from the operational unit which will uh, receive the change. So there may be many departments who will be changing uh, uh, as a result of this program. The change managers who are members of the program team uh, or uh, the, um, the, the uh, let's say, the directing uh, team, executive team. Uh, there can be multiples of those. That is very, very good. And they need to come from the organization that they're going to be facilitating change for. Right. You know, I, I just it thought that was... It seems only polite when you actually well, think about it, you know. These things, it's, it's funny about advancement of knowledge. They seem obvious after the fact. Oh, sure they do. And yeah. when you hear them, well, of course, you know, well, then why didn't why I Why wouldn't you that? do that? Well, yeah. I don't know. Why didn't we do that? Well, we need to take advantage of people who've had a lot of experience. And, sure. and specialists like uh, Omar uh, in business change. Are, are, that's one of the reasons why I go to these congresses. And I really recommend it. Uh, to our um, uh, listeners, you know, get on that PMI.org uh, website. Look for the upcoming one that w may be near you. Uh, this fall, uh, there will be a North American Global Congress in Dallas, Texas. I recommend people uh, go to that if they possibly can get their uh, company to sponsor it. And by George, if you're a professional and your company will not sponsor you, think about taking some vacation time. I know this is horrendous, but taking some vacation time and spending. Uh, your own money. Uh, it's that important. Well, you're a professional. Yeah. And make sure you get professional value out of it. Um, well, the second one sure. was very much leading edge. Uh, we, we've talked about earned value as uh, managing the cost side and to a certain extent the schedule progress side uh, of projects. Uh, Kick Piney, uh, who's, who's uh, long been a leader and, and had great perspective, 
um, very carefully developed a formula for earned benefits management. So just like there is earned value for project management, if you've got earned value working on the projects inside your program, there is a formula that you can now use uh, to um, uh, track the advancement of benefits on the program. And, and it isn't just the, uh, uh, you know, uh, adding up all of the earned value of all of the projects. There, it's more than that. I, I think I need, is, I need a visual. Now, when I read this initially in your, in your, your very first sort of high-level recap, I just imagined this sort of yin and yang relationship, that if, if earned value is working, that, you, that this is sort of the corollary on the program side. I mean, is that how, is that how these two concepts relate together, or am I off? Yes, well, value is tracked on, on programs by the arrival of benefits. Okay. And what a percentage of each benefit has arrived, and what percentage of total benefits have arrived. Now, uh, for, for readers who have mathematical background, think of a differential equation uh, in two parts that helps us arrive at the earned benefits so far in the program. Okay. Fascinating. That's fascinating. Yeah, and, and, and it's another one. Why I, I just love going to yeah. these things because you get some of the top experts in the world, some real thought leaders, and you're hearing it first from them. Right. You know, it's just really nice. Um, uh, then there was a, a, I attended one, a, another session on change management, and uh, Brian Richardson was the speaker, um, and just the main insight on this was when you're. Uh, when you're addressing change management for the area that you're representing, uh, you have to look at the gaps. And it'll be one of two types of gaps, a motivational gap or a competence gap. And then in his paper, he addressed uh, how to fill the, uh, satisfy the motivational gap and how to satisfy the competence gap uh, approaches to take. Another fascinating sort Brilliant. of presentation. And then it was all towards the end of the Congress, uh, Michelle Thierry, uh, a PMI fellow and one of my longtime favorites um, uh, made a presentation on what does your future look like. Brilliant, brilliantly presented, uh, very effectively woven uh, together, and one of the key final themes in his presentation was um, we've traditionally looked at operations and projects as separate, the two things that take place uh, in organizations in part of the future. Uh, is that we will see a blurring of those lines and emerging of them. And the vehicle for managing all of this is program management. Now, to a certain extent, uh, that was true you know, historically, that program management uh, you know, was responsible for part of the operation, you know, and its proper functioning, and that's where we took our measurements from. But this goes beyond that as, as program management uh, addressing the overall operational needs, some blurring over that line and existing uh, in the operating environment uh, um, and um, generating projects to improve that environment. That, that's, it, it, it was, uh, for me, um, saying that there's no longer a clear line between operations and projects was insightful. And, and I know that programs have taken that, of you in the past, but Michelle's approach was fresh 
and it was his points were very strongly made. It's fascinating. It'll be fascinating to see how the discussion of efficiency in project management, for particularly in large complex projects, and and the the dedication of project re- resources versus staff uh, really shakes out over the coming years. That's fascinating. Yeah, very interesting. Now, um, another thing, Pete, is that we've got to recognize and acknowledge that this world is increasingly complex. The environment is complex, and the projects are getting more complex. Uh, any organism that oxi- occupies a niche is going to want to specialize more and more. And as companies specialize more and more, they become more complex, and their changes become more complex because they have this legacy set of whatever they've done over the years that they have to maintain and improve and be competitive mm-hmm. in their environment and, and effective inside their company and, and efficient. So complexity is, 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 is increasing. It's here. Uh, and in 2008, uh, I spent uh, a year going to uh, the global congresses around the world at PMI and participating in research working sessions to explore this uh, area of complexity. Uh, and, uh, and then was put on an editorial team, uh, five of us, um, uh, pulling all the notes together, which eventually became a book. Uh, our leader was uh, Terry Cook Davies, and uh, it's being published on June 30th. And uh, as, as we talked here, Pete, we saw that it's on uh, available from Amazon.com, uh, and uh, folks will be able to pick it up. Uh, the title of the book is Aspects of Complexity, Managing Comple- uh, Projects in a Complex World. It has two parts. Uh, that background, which is the research and theory aspect of complexity, and then a part two, a practical uh, part, which says now how do you deal with um, uh, with project complexity in a complex environment. And, and that, that latter one was the one where I uh, participated with some uh, some brilliant people. I uh, just uh, I do recommend this book. There's some uh, great insights as we traveled around the world, and I think you're going to find it a good read. Well, that is uh, it just uh, it, it sounds like it's that dose of the the global Congress thinking that you can you can address in a very practical kind of approach to your day to day in this book. I, I, uh, it, looks, it looks very promising, I think. Well, it, it's, I our can't intent, wait to it's our intent, and I hope people are pr- uh, pleased with the result. Absolutely. And, uh, again, you can find it on Amazon.com. It's right, I'm looking at it right now. It even has a clever uh, cover. It looks very, sh- very sharp. Uh, John, congratulations on the book, and, mm-hmm. and thank you so much for your recap here today. Uh, these recaps are always great, and you always come back with such great energy from these things. Well, it's inspiring, Pete. Yeah. It's inspiring to be with uh, thought leaders and other people in the same profession, and uh, I, I really recommend, uh, if you do not belong to PMI, whoever's listening to this, and uh, in, in your local chapter, uh, please join and go and uh, uh, contribute and uh, take value from uh, talking to your peers and asking them the hard questions that you're facing in your in your work environment. Uh, in Portland, Oregon, where I'm from, uh, there's a PMI dinner tonight, and I intend to go. Fantastic. Uh, on behalf of John Patton, thank you all so much for listening and, and uh, downloading. My name is Pete Wright, and we'll catch up with you again on the next episode of Ask Cadence, the Project Management Podcast. <laughs>